Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And you speak coos. <laughs> Andy Baskin sitting in today. Jonathan Peterlin is here. So you're not, um, you know, you didn't sleep in. It isn't 10 o'clock or, man, if you really sleep in to listen to you. <laughs> you oh, made man. It to seven. Yeah. You're still drunk from last night. Congratulations. Peterlin's here. All right. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to today. It's going to be an exciting show, as it always is. We got some great guests for you. We're gonna. There's no rules on this, right? On the show, Mitch Owen. There's no rules on the show. There I can are do, a ton of rules. I, I it seems just, like there's a lot of. We rules. just can't talk about the rules. Poobah walks in the middle of our show yesterday. He goes, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow?" And I was like, um, "Working." And he goes, uh, "Any chance you want to wake up at four in the morning?" I was like, "No." And he was like, uh, uh, "What are you doing?" I go, "Well, who's doing the show tomorrow?" And he goes, "Peter." Like, "Okay, I'm in." So, love it. Thank you. I'm excited. I love listening to you. I love having fun with you. I love uh, I, you're just uh, a good dude, and I like hanging out with you, and I like talking sports with you. And we kind of, I think we've bonded over the years, haven't we? I think I think we have. I like that. That's a good play, though. I've had a good week in that regard because I told him with G. Bush on Wednesday. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get G. Bush or not. And I'm like, tell him it's with me. Tell him, tell him we, we get to hang out together. And then he's like, all right, all right. I tell him. And then and then like, boom, G. Bush came in. Oh, is that and then same thing happened with you. This is. This is good for me. I, I like this. I, I, I got to ask I, this. I like to feel liked. I like we, this. Before we start talking sports, is Lima's kid like 65 now? How long has this guy the baby? <laughs> the baby. Yeah, Enzo the baby just turned four. 40 Lima, or four? Yeah. I remember having a convo with Lima after he had his first child. And then it was somewhere in between there because I was getting ready to have my child. And then he was like, oh, yeah, but you know, in this business, you can't be gone too long on paternity leave. We're not like other places. You can just be gone for weeks on end and take the two months off. And I was like. He's right. And so I had my child, and I'm like, all right, week and a half. It's all I took, week and a half. And then here, here we are with Lyman. Yeah, you don't yeah, get don't, it back. I don't blame him. You should take off as long as you can. I don't know that it's him or the baby. I think he's taking care of some stuff at the house. So. Oh, and you've been pregnant for like six months, six mm-hmm. years, 16 years. I've got a ton of kids. Did you, do you know how much they owe you in <laughs> FM, FMLA? Oh, believe me. <laughs> I ran the numbers. <laughs> my guys sat down with their guys. It did not go up. How many kids? Got six. 
Brady Bunch or straight? Uh, Brady. I mean, we we call it the six pack. Brady yeah, Bunch. I, Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch are, are they all yours? You are they somebody else's? Are they? You know, yeah. you tried to work along. I heard trying, the yeah. the person that. Well, I pay for them. All, I, well, so I got to tell you, I'm work? I'm impressed with your fatherhood because I I listen to the stories you tell and you are fully integrated in with your kids and what they're doing it's and what's tough. going on, man. It's I don't the know reason how you do that it. I continue to wake up at three thirty every morning so that I can be <laughs> home when they're home. All right, what were you gonna say about your kids? No, you, oh, oh, nothing about okay. my kids. I was going to a story about the Brady Bunch house. Oh, give me the Brady Bunch house then. So the person that like bought the Brady Bunch house, she rents it out. Or I'm sorry, she didn't want to rent it out for like an Airbnb. Everyone's like, go rent it out. Do that. Make a lot of money. And then uh, apparently she went to go try to sell the house because it's not doing very well financially. And nobody wants to buy it because the Brady Bunch is just not relevant anymore. People don't know the Brady Bunch. Yeah, really? Out. The, way that, the way that they use Yeah, I grew up like the Brady Bunch was the Nick and Night show for me. Right. And so I knew it, but I feel like I'm like the they last were on generation. They TBS before, before the Braves, and they were on WGM before yeah. it comes to baseball. Like, if, you, if you're Mitch us, Palooza, yeah. have you ever seen an episode of the Brady Bunch? Probably not. 26-year-old? I've never seen the Brady Bunch, but I know of the Brady Bunch and what the show and the movies were about. What is their significance in sports history? That's my question for you. Oh, oh in sports history? Yeah, do you know? Football to the face? Anything? Yeah. I'm going. I'm going with Joe uh, Namath. Was, yeah. was it Marsha with the football to the face? Uh, that would be a good one. No, jo- AstroTurf. Oh, AstroTurf. Like, oh, they, yeah. weren't they the first ones the to have backyard, AstroTurf? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the bad news bears. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? Oh, Greg. Hey, Greg, come out of the backyard. You know how mad Phelps is going to be? That, like, you get on a different show and all you want to do is talk about 1950s television. Oh, are you kidding? I'll be. He's going to be pissed. 50s. Well, Brady Bunch is it, 1950s, right? No, no, 60s? no. It's, it's like, no. Uh, 70s? 70s. 70s? Yeah. 70s? Yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't, well. Is it after Happy Days? So I'm trying to think, was the first episode maybe in black and white? I don't know. I'm sure no. Jeff Jeff is not listening, so. Honestly, my I, so my order for old TV shows goes in the order that they aired on Nick at Night. So, okay. like, it starts with I Love Lucy, and then it went Brady Bunch, and then it went Happy Days, and then it went Laverne and Shirley. And, like, so I just – I think about it in those type of orders. So, for Brady my Bunch gener- ran from 69 to 74. Only five years? Yeah. yeah it like, took up so much of the cultural zeitgeast oh, for that, only being on for five years? Gilligan's Island is the one that really was on for a long time and gets a ton of play. That's incredible. I'm, that's, that's amazing. I don't know. I look at it because for us growing up, it was like – Tuesday night was a big deal because it was, what was it? Happy days, Laverne and Shirley. Then I think Mork and Mindy was in there. And then I can't remember what was after that. What was like that? It was, you know, that was like must see TV Thursdays for the seventies, you know, happy days mm-hmm. and, and, and Mork and Mindy. Back and when everyone used to watch the same TV shows. Yeah. That's, I mean, think about what the ratings were for some of these things. I mean, you're talking, yeah. I'm not saying Super Bowl ratings, but the only thing getting ratings like that now are live sporting events. Yeah, because you or had to actually events. watch it because you didn't have VCRs. You didn't have anything like that. You had to actually be there to watch the TV show. No. I'll never forget that was the, the last episode of Seinfeld. I had a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna date you here in a second because you're gonna feel really old when I say this. Okay. The last episode of Seinfeld, I was, uh, I had like an eight year old baseball game, right? Like I was, I was young. And I remember them telling the ump, the guy that did it, like, if you start this game, you gotta finish this game. You can't leave halfway through to go watch Seinfeld. I'll never forget that. And then we played the game. You talk about a, re- a redo. I wish they could have redone the last episode of Seinfeld. Like, yeah. I, I hated the way. Now I'm waiting. I know we're going to talk about it later in the show, but now I, I'm waiting to see how Kerb ends. Hopefully in a very similar fashion, right? Where he just, he just, just makes it very, or he ends up, I, it's somehow very another, nondescript. He's got to end up back in Atlanta. It's going to be a disappointing ending. No. I'm, I'm bracing myself for it. Really? It's got to be. Oh, I don't know. Because of what you just mentioned. He didn't do Seinfeld, right? It's got to be a disappointing ending. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, you know he could go Newhart. 
and wake up on the set of Seinfeld as producer and then go back to the beginning. You know what I'm saying? That'd be cool. I don't think he'll do that. I don't think so either. There's no way he'll do that. He's not going there. Right, we probably should talk about sports if Pubas head hasn't exploded yet because Let's do it. he's sitting at home. Cavaliers get back on the floor tonight against the Orlando Magic. Um, there's a lot of things to talk about with the Cavaliers. I just, I'm ready for it. I, and I was listening to Amy Lawrence, and Amy's doing the same thing I am because Jeff will crush me if I can't. It's the last third of the season. Like, why, why can't we just call it the second half? It's after, it's after the All-Star game. So it, it is, right? Well, this is the second half of the season. Who yeah, cares? I separate in my head as first half, second half, even though it's not, like, actually correct. That's what I do. There yeah. are times that I cut things in half, and they aren't exactly equal. Yes. <laughs> All right, you got the smaller halves. Dessert. Right. Like, the donuts you guys leave in the front office area. That's, don't say you guys. Yeah, where are the donuts? I thought I was expecting it. You, you think so? Someone yeah. took away our donuts this morning? Oh no, we don't have donuts in the morning. Oh, what do you? you no, said, no, no. Where's that giant no, coffee Ken, pot? Ken brought Ken brought punch keys oh. last week, and me and Mitch didn't eat them, so I think they're they they're out. I'm not yeah, bringing so donuts or anything. Over. No oh no, I'm sure they're probably the still out there. I guess all you do is look. <laughs> they're in Lima's locker. <laughs> they are not in Lima's locker. Please don't say that. Lima Second Lima. half of the season. Okay, so I mean, what are you expecting here? Do you, is this team I, like I I started thinking about, especially when I was driving in in the rain this morning, like because we were talking about this yesterday too that. What should my expectations be here? Okay, they won 18 of 20. They're red hot. I can't expect them to be 18 of 20 or, or even that close, like down the stretch run, especially if you looked at the schedule. They're out west, and then they come home for the final three games of the season. So this schedule is kind of goofy. Um, but I do expect them to go into the first round. I expect them to win. You think about the investment in Donovan Mitchell. They, I expect them to get to the second. I Like, we probably should expect them to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's sh- a little much. No, we should. But when you think about the trade and go back and and think about what they gave up, what they'll be giving up in the future, that's what we should expect. I don't know that I do though. I'll be happy if they get out of the first round and get to the second. I'll be honest, especially for the performance that we saw last year against the Knicks. I'm just hoping this team learns something. I, I think the front office set this up in a in, in an unintentionally great way for themselves. They did not mean to flame out against the Knicks last year. But you always want you want to crawl to walk to run, right? You want to get better and better with each year. I think I think because your expectations, once you set Eastern Conference Finals and you kind of checked yourself, you're like, wait, maybe just a first round win, and then we go to the second round, and then I'll be happy. That that's kind of what you want to see. You want to see linear progression in sports, right? You want to see uh, we did we won 51 games, now we won 53 games, well, and, and you can even this. go back. You could say we sucked. We got into the playoff tournament. You can't go backwards. Is the point. Well, going go- backwards is the only right, problem okay. you ever have as a sports fan. I see what you're saying. They got to go forward, and and because they set the bar so low last year, in just you know flaming out in five games against the Knicks, they're gonna have a real opportunity to look like the best version of themselves. And then who knows? Maybe the second round, Andy. Maybe you run into a Bucks team that Giannis is all of a sudden clicking, and Dame has it all figured out, and Doc Rivers is there, and you're like, Are you, okay, you just ran into a buzzsaw. Or maybe you end up with a bad draw and you take on the Celtics in round two or maybe a healthy Embiid with the 76ers. You see all the different ways that I can justify losing in the second round? Yeah, I think you need to get on the other side of the bracket. Do you think they can hold it? It's like the Bills, though. It's like the Bills losing to Mahomes. You you don't feel bad about not making the AFC title game because you lost to Patrick Mahomes. And and there's there's so many ways that happens in the East. I feel like there's three different versions of that happening where we're like, well, it was Embiid. Healthy Embiid and Maxi and the 76ers. They're good. Is he going to be healthy, though, for the rest? You think he's coming back? Yeah, he's coming back. For sure he's coming back. I don't know. I, at first, when he had that injury, I was like, I don't know if he's coming back. 
He might we'll be see. made of glass, but I think he's going to try. I mean, he'll be, uh, he'll be they, out there. Can they hang on to that two spot? That That's, I think, the... That's yeah, what, the burning. What would, what would that's you? the burning question for the next few weeks. What would impress you? If they hang on to the two spot, I'll be impressed. Is that why you're watching for the next third of the season, second half of the season, is to see if they'll hang on to the two spot? I'm genuinely asking because I, I, I so much of this Cavs team we are putting into the idea that they got to impress us in the postseason. What has you excited for the second half of the season? Like, what, what are you sitting there thinking to myself? I, if I see this, I'll know they're in a good spot. For me, it's watching Darius Garland get back into rhythm with everyone else. Like, we had Fedor on yesterday. Thought he made a great point about how Garland and Mitchell right now, as a duo... Oh, I are, heard this. They're up yeah. there with everyone. Yeah. I mean, they're up there with the top duos in the NBA. But let me ask you this. Does, how much more does Garland need to be right now? Uh, they won 18-20. and 20. He came back from injury. Mm -hmm. the, both these guys came back from injury. I, I Jeff keeps talking about the minutes restriction on him, too, because he's coming back. I mean, Which is I, now not a thing. I think JV right. said yesterday they're, so they're off with that, the minutes restriction. I, I, but... Does he need to be closer to the restriction or back to the way we're expecting him to play? And then what does that do to the chemistry? Because I think part of the problem they had last year, and it's just it's not easy to have instant chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I still think that one of the reasons they're having success this year is that they they truly feel like they know each other and they've got a little bit more support and uh, and some talent coming off the bench than they did last year. But I just I look at this team and I'm like. I think they get each other. Like, I think they understand how to play this game a little. And I don't know if that's a, a pinch of JB or a dash of JB or is this, you know, Mitchell being able to uh, get this team moving or Mobley. You know, like I'm trying to figure out some of these things as I'm watching. I'm excited because I do think they're heading in the right direction. I'm excited, I should say. that Everything's going right. And I, the, the question, though, goes back to what you just said. What should you expect? What's your level of expectation? And when you look at the big picture, you're like, eh, Man, they should probably be teetering oh, on the edge of the Eastern Conference it's, Finals. It's, but it's hard, though. It's hard because we – listen, all they've done is win in the past month, 18 out of 20, as you mentioned, and what do we talk about? We, we get here today and we're like, well, all right, what's the expectation for the postseason? We, we've made it impossible for them. I don't know, forget that. They've made it impossible for us. They've made it hard for us to be like, yeah, the second half of the season is what we need to really – you know, grab onto and really shape our, ourselves with and our our perception of them with. They they did this to us because of what happened last year. So I get it. If you're the, if you're the Cavs fan that wants to tell me that you're not as interested or maybe you're having a hard time because you're just want to you're get me to the postseason guy. I a hundred percent understand that guy. I get that. But guy isn't completely. that that's the NBA itself though? In some ways, get me to the postseason. In a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah. You know, like we talked about Embiid. Uh, 76ers fans aren't freaking out right now. They're like, Embiid will be fine for the postseason. We might not have the best seating in the world, but we still have Embiid, one of the best players on planet Earth. We're going to be okay. You know, Celtics fans, Tatum and Brown have disastrous nights together sometimes in Boston, and their fans are like, it'll be all right. Postseason, they'll show up. They've shown up every single year in the postseason. Yeah, when you're the king of the hill, though, you can kind of feel that way. We know that. We live that. Mm -hmm. You knew you were the king of the hill. You weren't worried I, about the first round or the, second round. Yeah, the round. first round, it was like, I'm not even bothering to play, uh, pay for playoff tickets because LeBron's going to get the job done. And, and if, he, if he just doesn't show up in game two, it's okay. Oh, do I need another all-in t-shirt? Is that what this is all about? <laughs> hey, I'm, I think I'm wearing one right now, if I'm being honest. I think I have. I have, I have, this is a whatever it takes t shirt. That's oh, okay. different. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that, that uh, you are fully groomed for this. I, I have maybe 30 different Cavs promotional t shirts in my arsenal. 30, 30. I have an insane amount of Cavs promotional t shirts. I'll wear them proudly. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a true sign of a radio host that you, you have to wear the free clothes that people <laughs> give you. So you eat, try to eat for free. You're like, oh, look at that. 
Some idiot left half a donut in the box. I can't stand that person, by the way. Like, we know who it is. It's not like I can't stand that person. From here? It's got to be Phelps. No way. Jeff, isn't ha- Jeff is not a half a donut guy. That I think that would drive <laughs> Jeff nuts. He's a full donut guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think that the half a donut guy works on this side of the building. I don't think so either. I'm going to agree with you on that. I think half a donut makes a way over. Takes the half, leaves. I think it's an inside job by somebody that knows that it gets everybody riled up and angry. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> I. <laughs> this reminds me of another pet peeve of this building or other places where, like, do you go to the other side of the building to go to the bathroom? You know what I'm saying? I did earlier today. No one was there. Okay, but it's like, is that is that a smooth move or is that just straight rude? When you have to go to the bathroom and you go to the other side of the building. like So say you work anywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go to an area that you normally don't work in. If that's other not people your, are in that other area, it's yeah, not smooth at all. It's you're very like, rude. You're like, hey, should I? I, I really got to go. I'm going to go over there. Yeah, it's very rude in that. If that's <laughs> all right. We are off to a great start. I'm sure Poobah's head has exploded through the first segment, which is fine with me. Uh, Peter Lindzen, it's Andy Baskin. The boys are off today. So uh, we're going to take care of you and get you to work and get you ready. And we'll get you ready for the midday show. Because that's, that's really what we are. We're the hors d'oeuvre for the midday show. I'll keep telling myself that. You tell us something that you want us to hear at 216-474-0092. 216-474-0092. When we come back, about last night. Now the Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima give their thoughts on what you might have missed about last night. All right, back out of here on The Fan. Jonathan Peter and Andy Baskin with you guys. J.B. Bickerstaff going to lead us off in what he needs to see from Darius Garland on the stretch. Uh, just be himself and play basketball like he's capable of and like he knows where his strengths are. He's elite when he's comfortable and plays within himself and plays his game. His message is the same as everybody else's message. Be the most aggressive, confident version of yourself. Well, yeah. What else would you... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I mean, I, I still, like, to me, it's fascinating to see people that have, you know, broken jaw and they can't eat for a while there and it's wired shut and you're like, 
I don't know how they can like that to me is like pure panic room kind of stuff. Definitely. So if you had only eat through what you blended, how long would you last? How long was that? It was like a month, right? Yeah. Because I had two teeth pulled and I couldn't eat anything that wasn't soft for three weeks. It was torture. It sounds miserable. It was pure. Wait, have you heard the story? He was in, so he was in Paris, right? And he put right. the he put a blend, or they went to like a really fancy, nice oh, Michelin-rated no. restaurant right. in Paris, and he put the blender down on the table and was blending up a steak in front of everyone. <laughs> oh, couldn't do it. I couldn't imagine being on an airplane that long. Can you think about that doing for a that, second? Right? Can you imagine being someone that has no interest in, in NBA basketball and you're there at a really expensive dinner with your wife and you're just looking over and there's a guy put a, putting a blender on the table. You're on your once-in-a-lifetime trip. Blending up a $300 ribeye? I don't know. I just I would be in tears. Even at this age, I'd be in tears when the doctor said, uh, you know, we got to wire your mouth shut. Wait, you know who would also be in tears? My wife, because she would be happy not to hear from me for a little while there. Too, so. <laughs> I think it kind of works out both ways. What happens? What happens with us uh, broadcasters if something like that goes down? We're done. We're, we're, just, we're not we're just done. done. We're done. We're what? done for a month. Oh, of course. It's like what, someone's going to listen to the Charlie Brown teacher show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's Browns. the same thing that happens to presidents, where you know, you've seen the pictures of them. They go in the office and they're spry, and four years later, they look like they've aged. 28 years. It doesn't take. Yeah, isn't that weird? That is weird, isn't it? Every oh, single one of them. They get so old so fast. I saw uh, President Bush was at the. What was he at? He was at some game over there. W? Yeah, yeah. Fool me once. Shame on. Shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. <laughs> hey, we're friends. We've met. You've met? You've met George oh, yeah. W? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah you know, this I've was, met three presidents. Um, three? Really? That's very imp- I don't know why. Taft? I think that's cool. No. Uh, <laughs> Washington, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. Carter, Clinton. W. You've met the... All right, you got it. Who was the just, coolest? I mean, this, uh, How? How did this happen? Military. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And, you know, happens when you're in the military already on September 11th. You uh, get to meet people, hmm. right? Yeah, all yeah. right. So just not like a... They weren't. They didn't come up and go, Owen, how you doing? But it was in the same room, do a handshake type of thing. Yeah. Did you know that Obama was on Baskin and Phelps? I do. I remember yeah. that, dude. I still to this day freak out thinking about like the the fifteen seconds before I was on the air with him. Before, so we recorded it. He yeah. was at Ohio State. He was doing a, um, I don't know if it was graduation or something. He was speaking at Ohio State, and I had to be on the line an hour before. Right. So you call uh, you. We called in. I was in the other studio and uh, call in and you talking to the guy from the communication staff, military guy who was on communication staff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, Andy, how you doing? Uh, and we were like talking about Cleveland. We were talking about LeBron. We were talking about all this stuff. And um, he's like, hey, hang on. 30 minutes. I was like, okay. And then we had this like regular conversation. And it was just like, you know, it was just me and you. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now well, it was you and him and. You know, 30 people in a different room. That's right. What, they were listening to me <laughs> waiting? Oh, yeah. Everyone. Oh, really? Everyone. 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 I don't even know. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, as far as I know, it's just the two of us talking. So now we're at, like, we're four minutes out. He And he is like, all right, Andy, uh, four minutes out. Okay. And then, then, like, all you heard was three. Two minutes out. One minute out. And then it's dead silence for that last minute. And then all of a sudden, this guy you've been talking to for an hour, who's like your buddy, mm-hmm. dude, man, he turns into like killer guy. He's like, 
The next voice you hear coming down the line will be the president of the United States of America. And I was like, because if you need a reminder, you haven't been waiting for an hour to go ahead. So I was weird. My first line was, Mr. President, you're going to have to wait a second. I have to change my door. <laughs> I, I mean, it was weird. It's, it's, I'm thinking it knowing, was, knowing radio people, you're probably like, oh, shoot, I forgot to hit record. Uh, can, we, can we start no, that we over were again? Good. We were good. I was just like, I, it was just really like, I was like, whoa, this is great. It's a, and by the way, forget about politics. It's a chance to talk to a president, right? right. Like, right. I, exactly. like, there were so many people like, oh, no. It's a pre- I don't care who the president is. I'm going to talk to the president. If I have that opportunity every time, it doesn't sure. matter who. Okay. For sure. Greg Porter Jr. on Afternoon Drive yesterday. Uh, there was a, a little bit of a hiccup in a, a question asked that Nick thought he got from the morning show here. I did want to kind of get to your journey here. And, you know, there's been such a – this story about you being a security guard and allowing yourself to kind of grow into this. How do you balance that? How do you balance – the want to, to establish yourself as an NBA prospect and then an NBA player, while also you're out here working security guard at, at some company. I'm just curious how like you manage th- those two things. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember ever working security anywhere. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that was me. Are we squashing that? Did that never happen? Did somebody – is that apocryphal? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fib if I've ever heard one. Now I, oh, I got worst feeling ever. Brutal. I got bus tossed. It felt like out of the break, and then they put it together that it was not me that had given off that information. Uh, oh, and I don't know who came up with that on the I morning show. I had never show. heard it until it came up. What was it last week? It was last week because yeah. remember I debated with Ken. I was like, Ken, I don't. Craig Porter Jr. doesn't seem like he would have been. Well, a security and we guard. talked about like security. You're thinking like you were thinking personal security, like. He's yeah. like the hey, get back! Do not talk to this guy. But that was that. But that was there the, are a lot of security guards that just have to stand there and go, no, please don't shoplift. No. But okay, but but that was that was Ken bringing that to my attention, right, and then it's going did. through that. But and was I that was that initially that from, from Lima or was that from Ken? I have no clue where that came from. Where would that come from? He's only twenty three years old. At what point well, in his life I was he? Well, I can see it. Like he, we have yeah, a security sure, guard down it. here. And sometimes the people that work security down here, they're, you know, in charge of making sure the doors stay locked. So got to make some extra money. You don't need to be like, a physically imposing person. Yeah, it's not like Craig Porter Jr. is the number one draft pick and all these other type right. of things. Like there's, there's, a, there's a world I, out uh, maybe, there where I, I, someone I, like Craig Porter Jr. at one point did work security. I, maybe somewhere in his family, someone that owns a security business and they were like, hey, I need somebody to fill in. I just want to know. Hey, where what are you doing from 10 to 2? Oh, Poobah needs you to fill in. I mean, one of those kind of deals. <laughs> so, behind the scenes here, so we had Mike Martz on. You know, Mike yeah, Martz oh, on all the great. time. I love yeah. him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. So, uh, we're in the middle of um, we're in the middle of the interview, and I kept, and so I Google Martz and, and Cleveland Browns, just because I, I was just wondering, because, I mean, he had been affiliated with a lot of teams, and there was a story where he had met with the Browns and interviewed. And I brought it up in the middle of the interview, and I was like, Hey, Coach, um, you know, you had a chance to talk to the Browns at one point while you were looking for a job. I don't even know how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, I was like, so what was that like? Did You know, was it, was it you know, how what was the experience like? And he's like, um, got to be honest with you, I never interviewed with the Browns. He's like, it just never happened? And yeah. I'm like, that's great. What? And so, you know, I'm looking, and it was a reputable person in town that wrote the story. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I felt like a, an inch high after asking him about this. Mm-hmm. And then we come back. Now, this is the this is the true question because I looked at Menigan, and I'm like, should we bring this up or just keep moving forward? And I looked at Menigan, and Menigan looks at me, and he goes, oh, man, 
coach just texted me and said he did meet with. The I Browns. was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, did he forget because he's interviewed at so many different he places? He did. So they. Yeah. I guess they had met at an airport or something and talked and had a real quick conversation. He called back <laughs> and said he was sorry. So I'm like, Dan, what do you want me to do? Can I go back on the air and say that he apologizes because I did? T-? He's like, no, we should probably just move on. I was like, all right, I'll just move on. But I'm sitting here going, yeah, who's the idiot who looked up the story that you had talked to the Browns and now all of a sudden he says no and you're like, oh. So I don't know what was the right play there. Move on. No, well, address it. Wait until we get on the air today and so I can talk about it on this show. A hundred percent address it. And honestly, I think in the moment with Nick right there, that was about all you could do. And I thought him and Daryl came back and they did it the right way as well. Yeah. So right, like you, you, you came back and you're like, wait, where did I get this info? Who who gave me this wrong info? And then how do we go ahead and make this right? It was it was a good segment, fun time all around. Uh, Odyssey Rewind. Go back and listen to that right there. All right, we got a lot more coming up. Mary Kay Cabot's going to join us a little bit later in the show. I can't wait to talk to her. Anthony Castrovinch as well. Mitch, please, man. I can't wait to do that segment. I got a lot of things going on here. This is a lot of fun. I'm feeling invigorated this morning, and the sun isn't even up, and that was about last night. So uh, we're going to talk about Johnny Manziel, David Njoku, all kinds of cool stuff straight ahead. He's Jonathan Peterlin. I'm Andy Baskin. The boys are off this morning. Um, we're hoping that Anthony will be back before his child turns, what, 50? He'll get here. <laughs> it does feel like he's been off for a long time, doesn't it? That's a good sign for him, right? That means he's he's missed, I would think. Is that true? I don't know. I miss him. I, I miss him. Know. I mean, I, you have a what, one-year-old, right? I have a one-year-old, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that going? Good. She just celebrated her first birthday over the last weekend. So we had the party and everything for her. That was always, that's a fun time, I think. Oh, yeah. Did you get the smash cake? Yeah, she didn't do the smash cake, though, which means she's probably my kid, which is what a good thing. What a waste thing. of food. Let's think about this. Smash cake. Bad idea. We could donate the, the, the smash cake to kids in Africa. Is that what you're going for well, here? I'm just saying. Maybe somebody else could eat that cake, right? No, they intentionally make the smash cake not that delicious. Uh, and I know that because the – so the, the person that dropped off the cake, we had two cakes. We had one that was really impressive looking, and that was – it was basically a show cake that people then could eat and look nice. And then we had the smash cake. And when the woman dropped off the, the cakes, she said to us, she's like, this smash cake is uh, – don't eat it. It's not good. It's not good. It's edible. That's why your kid can, like, pick some up and eat it. But right. you're not going to like the taste of it. I basically just threw whatever ingredients I had in order to make it look like a cake into uh, a cake and then went from there. That's how it works, huh? Okay. Yeah. So, right. And it looked nice. It looked like the other cake. He was right. able to do that. And then I accidentally ate some fondue. You ever accidentally eat some fondue? No. That's gross. Fondant? Fondant? Shoot, fondue's fondue cheese. Is fondue's cheese. cheese. I yeah. want to get that right before. Oh, yeah, the yeah, fondant. The I'm fondant, not... the stuff they, that, like, they put on the top of it. That was stupid of me. Uh, to, like, make it look nice and to make it look good. Yes. Yeah, don't I, eat that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, edible. Never had don't that. Eat it, no. I accidentally was. Just, I just started eating some of it before forgetting that you're not supposed to really eat. This. I don't think I've ever had fondue either. I'm like, I'm not a big like. Let's dip this. I, you ever go to like a melting pot type place? No, I've never really done that, that stuff. No, that could be fun. I don't know. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, if in uh, FML, I've got one for last night. Like, I can't believe what happens. I'll tell you that coming up in a second. But uh, just give me. I, I'm just. I'm curious. One year in because. My nephew, who's friends with your wife, they went to school together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're about to have their first child, and they just had a shower like a week ago. And so I had to go to the store. Um, my wife was like, hey, can you get some diapers? We're going to give them a bunch of that stuff. And I was like, it's nice. Man, I can't get over how expensive this stuff is. Diapers are crazy. Formula is crazy. Yeah. I, I can't believe how expensive formula is. Yeah. Unreal. Now, the advice I would give to your nephew. Yeah. Load up on pacifiers and bottles. That was the surprise for me. Is that I didn't realize how many like you can never have too many pacifiers and bottles. They always go missing. They're like socks. You know how you can only find one sock. You can never find the second sock. Yeah, that's how pacifiers and bottles oh, were. Uh, yeah, I remember. I Unbelievable. Remember. 
think it's been so long since we had to worry about it's just been so long since like I had to go buy diapers and I was just like <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. This yeah. is insane. But I just I like the funny part was is when the kids are born, I remember people getting diapers that were like four or five sizes too big for the kids when they were born, mm-hmm. going, What am I gonna do with these? And then when you get there, you're like, Oh my god, this is like getting a great prize at the bottom of the cereal box. <laughs> it's another present. Yeah. So now you're like, Okay, this is awesome. You know, you get to get this down the road. Um Speaking of surprises, Johnny Manziel pops up, right? He was on what? He was on the Club Shay Shay. Oh, Club Shay Shay. You ever That's been your there? favorite podcast. I've not, not been there. You got? I'm old. What's Club Shay Shay? Can yeah, you tell the Shannon Sharp podcast? Oh, all right. Why can't we just call it the Shannon? Sharp? I knew you didn't understand who was even behind it. I was like, you didn't spend three hours watching Cat Williams eviscerate everyone. Yeah, that never came into your timeline. Yeah, but at all? I never really thought about it. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that I was a great so. episode, though. Cat Williams kind of changed my life. Cat Williams, I don't even know if you're joking right now. All right, well, thank you for getting me up to speed on Club Shay Shay. I thought it was, I was like, what is this? What are we talking about? It'd be funny if they started doing podcasts from actual clubs, too. All right, so before I even play this, do you care what Johnny Manziel has to say? We're going to play yeah. it anyway. You do. I Not only because of what he represented to the city, but I think also he's such a big college football figure in general, too. I think he's just, he hit, we talk about the cultural zeitgeast. Right. You you can't write the story of sports in the previous decade. I mean, you can do it and get away with not saying Johnny's name, but it wouldn't be accurate. Like people, there was a time where he dominated sports headlines. Well, there, he are, did. there are rookies coming into the league or just entered the league where he was like the guy that got them into football because they were 10 years old, nine years old when, when we call this, what, what do we call this? The no playbook generation. Is that what we should call these? That's these? a great name. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. I love that. Keep doing that for the next 15 years. Anybody that. No playbook the, generation. That's it, great. Boy, the Johnny Manziel generation. I mean, that's really what it is. Like, I, I'm haunted by the fact that, you know, he was sitting there with Kyle Shanahan and never opened up his. Like, look where Kyle Shanahan is right now. Mike McDaniel. I mean, like, yeah. And didn't open up a playbook. Think about how much he just comes up in general. Like, like yesterday, we had a guest on that was talking about Mike Evans. And then he dropped the, the Johnny Manziel thing. He's like, well, think about it. Well, I guess Mike Evans kind of answered whether or not jo- it was Johnny Manziel or Mike Evans at Texas A&M and who was the one really doing things. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a lot of people got fooled because he had one of the best wide receivers we've seen in the NFL in the previous decade catching passes at Texas A&M. Like, there, there's a real, it's a real world out there where Johnny Manziel got uplifted by a guy that's only ever had 1,000 yards in every season he's had in the NFL and he's been in the NFL for a decade. Mm. I wonder if Johnny thinks about that, but yeah, like, and that, that was just a normal conversation, and he popped I, up how many years later? Like this is—he's going to be around. He's going to always be in conversations. Is is Johnny now on the regret tour? Is this where we're at now? He's so, been there for a while. He's been there yeah. for a while. Well, I, I mean, the, what was the show that was on when he said I didn't? I can't even remember what that was. He was on the show where he said, you know, where they said he didn't open up the playbook. He's like, that was the untold, the untold uh, Netflix story. documentary. Okay, yeah. so that's what I watched. And okay. that was good. That was good. I So I, you know me, I love golf, right? Right. And I watch a lot of these golf YouTube videos, and Johnny is like a really good golfer. Like to the point where he is he is attempting to, uh, I don't think he's ever going to make the PGA Tour. He doesn't have that ability. But he's like attempts to do some like the qualifier stuff and like right. tries to like actually like, like make a run at it. So he does all the golf YouTube videos. He goes on like Bob Does Sports and all these other ones that are like really big in that world. And the man, he just he constantly sounds like he did yesterday, where he, he understands he's screwed up. There, there, there's, a, there's an avenue for me 
where I can I can appreciate when somebody recognizes that you're a different person at 24 years old than you are at 34 years old. I, I like that. Maybe that's because that's me personally too, where I just I can see how different of a human I am in just a 10 year stretch. I like the idea of Johnny recognizing that maybe maybe things got away from him a little bit. Maybe he did spoil some chances. All right. So he was on Club Shay Shay, which everyone knows. Um, that he talked about some regrets that he did have here in Cleveland. The shame that I have for letting guys down like Cedric Aboye and like Jake Matthews and Mike Evans is the same shame that I carry with me to this day about letting down Joe Thomas as a guy who's in the end of his Hall of Fame career and is looking for somebody to come in and lead this team. And then you get me. It's tough. It's embarrassing to have been the guy that have let down some overall really great athletes of my time and of my generation. Something I carry, hopefully, with my head high right now, but at the same time, internally, I know it eats me alive um, because they did more for me than I gave in return to them. Wow. Somebody took a maturity pill, huh? Yeah. I mean, Are we buying what he's what selling, though? Yeah, I am. Because I feel like this is, this, is, this is what he's been trying to tell us for a little bit now. Like He, he does. He, feel, he knows he can't rewrite history. And there's not a lot of Cleveland fans that want to hear it anyway. But he knows he can't rewrite history. But that's I don't know what else you can ask from well, the guy. That's that's one that's like we all saw it. We know you let down Joe. It's nice that you're admitting you let down Joe, but we all know that. But yeah, the only way Browns fans are totally healed is when the Browns win a Super Bowl, right? On everything. I mean, I don't. I, mm. I, I look back at that and I'm just like, I mean, let's not forget that was also the season where, or the one season where. Brian Hoyer, remember they were. Uh, hey, started seven and four. Yeah, and Dion right. said, "Pay the man on Thursday right. night football," and where we could have gone from there, especially knowing, you know, because uh, Shanahan was there with with Hoyer, right? Yeah, and so I mean, could you? I, I look back at points in Cleveland sports history where you wonder, man, if it would have gone this way, Steinbrenner is one, right? Mm-hmm. If Steinbrenner gets the Indians, you, you wonder what would happen there. Um, but there are a million different, well, you know, what if they never moved? What if the Browns didn't move? What if, you know, I, there's a million little things along the way. And uh, and when I was watching the Super Bowl, and maybe I'm the only one that still is hung up on it, but I just, like, we had Kyle Shanahan here. I mean, he was here. And and if he had the chance to be a head coach somewhere, he would have obviously let him have the opportunity. But you're like, man, why couldn't we have seen at that point that Shanahan could have been a coach here? Especially because he was with Pat. For sure. Right? You know, and Mike was like the, what was he, like a fifth or sixth choice? Yeah. For the Browns? Sixth choice, yeah. Because, uh, you know, Banner and Lombardi couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Ah. And then, and that was also Harbaugh, too, that they thought they had Harbaugh at that point. Ah, it's like, I, I can't stand the regret parts of this, too. So, all right. So, Johnny Manziel making himself relevant. And so, um, that's what he did. I want to talk about the Browns and. It, there's a tough situation sometimes where you're trying to figure out money, you're trying to figure out when it's time to let somebody go, and maybe sometimes when it's time to trade or cut or cut or cap casualties. All of those things kind of come into play sometimes. And we were talking before the show. I, I think this conversation is going too far. How far? We'll let you know. 216-474-0092. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 